0: Hello, and welcome to the Pentecostal Youth Podcast, a podcast made for youth by youth. If you would like to check us out, you can visit us at pentecostalyouth.chat, where you can apply to join our Discord server. I'm Chris, and today I'm joined once again by Josiah. Praise the Lord. And Darren. Greetings, everybody. Today we have an interesting episode for you on the topic of being a Pentecostal. The modern Pentecostal movement, started in 1901, paving the way for what we know today. But what does it really mean to be a Pentecostal?
1: So, Chris, if we're talking about the modern-day Pentecostal church and what Pentecostal means, we must take it back to the square root. We must take it back to where it was founded. That is the day of Pentecost. In Acts chapter 2, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, um, they were all in one accord in one place. And then there, there came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind. it filled the house which they were sitting. And then in appeared unto them cloven tongues as fire that sat upon each of them. Um, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. So the first thing that we learn of is that, at the Pentecostal movement, and is a spiritual walk with God. And it's a spiritual walk with God that comes out in in our flesh, as as signs and wonders. In Acts chapter two, verse sixteen, it says, "But this is which." was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, as your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams, dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaids, I will pour out in those days my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and the signs The earth beneath,
2: which I can agree with Josiah, and you know it's it's doctrinal right there. This and what happened there in Acts in chapter two, this is the basis of what makes us what we are. It's what makes us Pentecostal, and it's that that straight doctrine, that belief in one God and in Jesus. Uh, that that we see in verse thirty-eight in chapter two, uh, where we see, then Peter said unto them, "Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remissions of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost." In essence, Jesus then is going to be dwelling in us, and it's through this. It is an act of faith. It is that stepping out. And that is what defines us as Pentecostals, is we act, we respond to how the Holy Ghost flows in us and through us. That is what makes us Pentecostals. And it's this this revelation, this this happening in the book of Acts, in chapter 2, that sets the stage for what's to come later down the road. And we see that disciples are being made. Uh, it's, it's the sharing of the Holy Ghost and this uh, continuation of this experience to others. And that we see this in Peter's uh, next quote in verse 39. For this promise is unto you and your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So what makes us Pentecostals is not only the experience, but sharing that experience, sharing that doctrine with others. And we can see through the later chapters of Acts and in the experiences to come in our history, uh, from what we saw in Topeka, Kansas, and what we saw on Azusa Street, and what we see in our communities through our own churches, that the power of and the impact that the Holy Ghost has in those geographical areas in our communities. It is is extraordinary what can be accomplished in us, in our lives, and into others. One of the greatest examples uh, within modern Pentecostalism is where the roots come from. And we saw this this, uh, explosion of Pentecost, this explosion of the Holy Ghost, and the experiences that impacted communities in Topeka, Kansas, and in Texas. And it's appropriate to bring up William J. Seymour due to the fact that it's Black History Month that this one-eyed black man who was an outcast in his community due to segregation and just the times of that era, that even though he was excluded from a church service, he took the time and he went an extra length stepping out in faith to participate in a church service stepping outside a door that he could not go through and to hear what was going on inside and experience God, experience the impact of the Holy Ghost in him. Not only that, but he took the word and took that to Los Angeles, California. And where he was shut off from most other churches, he took it to a little church on Azusa Street And a fire was kindled. And in a community devastated by earthquakes and devastation and loss, there was hope, there was life, and there was restoration through the revival that happened on Azusa Street. And it impacted so many in a community that shut that same guy off and that one man created a huge impact in his whole community in Los Angeles, California.
0: Faith is also an important factor in our lives as apostolic Pentecostals. If we look back at what Darren was just saying, William Seymour, the faith of that one man sparked a revival fire bigger than the majority of us in North America have ever seen in our lives. We've only heard the stories. But if God can do that with the faith of one man back then, he can do it again today. A lot, or one big thing that distinguishes us as the Pentecostal community from other Christian organizations is the fact that we still believe that God can still do miracles. He he still heals. He still delivers. And that is such an important thing in our lives. You know, we can hear of the revivals overseas with missionaries where blind people get back their sight. God does that, not only there but also in North America, and we all believe that He still does the signs and the miracles. That's a major part of our Pentecostal identity.
2: Absolutely, Chris. Um, it's it's that faith. It's that faith of waiting to see and believing. In, the, in those promises of God that he has for us. It's that, that faith that will impact the foundations of our churches and our communities and those around us and impact them. It's that faith that is within us that the Holy Ghost works through. And, you know, we get so caught up... Uh, individually as Pentecostals, and we want to say that, you know, standards are what define a Pentecostal. It's a unique uh, identification of a Pentecostal, but a standard is not what makes us Pentecostal. A standard, in fact, there are some people who are new to the faith that, you know, are still trying to um, build themselves to that standard, that can be more impactful in faith and in the Spirit than those that are full-out, 100% standard. Uh, it's it's this doctrinal belief and that f- steadfastness in trying to pursue something, uh, to pursue what's in the Spirit for others, um, that it, essentially, again, it's Acts 2. It's the doctrine and the belief in one God. It is that repentance. It is seeking God's face. It is turning away from your wicked ways. It is uh, being baptized, a full submerged baptism. And when all that is done, when you go through that burial complex of the spirit of repentance, baptism, baptism, it is that getting the Holy Ghost and with that evidence of speaking in other tongues. It's there that the gift is given. And it's there that your true fruits, your true spiritual fruits, start to have savor to them. And it's enacted. And it's... It's... You know, it's it's really hard to describe because... This experience that we talk about in Pentecost, it's only explainable when you experience it yourself. It is that personal impact. I can tell you my story. I can, and Chris can tell you his, and Josiah can tell you his. But it's very personable because the Holy Ghost is personable because God sits closer than a brother. And it's that impact, it's that impact that the Spirit has within us that it's personable but it's that experience that people see what happened to us on the inside and they can see that through how we act now on the outside and it impacts them. uh, uh, Some, some guy I go to church with, he, he made the statement on how he was in his past life and he goes to work now and his, his coworkers are very foul mouthed, and he, you know, rather than speaking curses through the mouth and being negative through the mouth, he just speaks life and speaks positively and doesn't say such nasty things as his co-workers. And his co-workers started picking up on it. And he noticed from where he started working there from now that they don't say such nasty things and aren't so vulgar anymore. It's that impact that we have around others. Now, granted, they may not all seek God like we hope they would, but we for sure can make an impact through the Holy Ghost. And it's through those fruits that we have. It's through that daily walk with God. It's through prayer, fasting, and the supplications of our heart that when we seek Him, that we, we have, we live Pentecost on a daily basis. That's what makes us Pentecostals.
0: Mm. You know, I was just actually had it written down on my paper in front of me, Darren, while you were talking there, and you hadn't got to the point yet. But it was like, to the listener anyway, what do you think of when you think, what is Pentecost? What is being a Pentecostal? To me personally, I think of it as that, daily relationship that we have with God. That's the main focus of a Pentecostal in their day-to-day life.
1: It's it's utterly a walk with God, Chris. As, as we go through our lives and our interactions and we see a a people that are downhearted and we see people that are broken. And and we we, our response should be, what would Jesus do? The old saying is, is, is back in the 90s, we, we had bracelets that said, what would Jesus do? Ooh. And it's always been a joke. I don't think Jesus would be wearing a bracelet that said, what would Jesus do? He would just do it. And in the same same way, that's how we as Pentecostals should act. We should just do it. it. Jesus said... And when when I asked a food, you didn't give me it. It when 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 I asked for shelter, I I didn't receive it. When when I asked for your coat, you should give them your cloak also. Oh, we're striving for the mark of perfection. We're striving to a place ace that we can't even imagine. Heaven is defined by more things than what not going to be there by things that are going to be there when i think of pentecostalism um i, I think i think of the generations that followed me there there's an old sermon that says i'm standing on the giants that went before me i'm standing on on the foundations of Brother Seymour. I'm standing in on the foundations of preachers that went before me, my elders in my local church, mm. your elders in your local church, Chris and Darren. You're standing on their ministries mm. because they're the ones who poured into you. There's the ones that, that made you flourish the way that you did. There's there's the ones that taught with you and studied with you. They're the ones that that made you the man you are today is because someone took the time.
2: Mm, that's that is so good Josiah that is so good and you know we when we started in this doesn't matter whether you were in the church or out of the church doesn't matter where you came from we all at some point have been a broken vessel and it's that one person with faith that helped lead you that helped you pick the pieces back up and God essentially through the experience of Pentecost, puts you back together again. And not only that, not only did he put you back together again, and those people around you help you pick up those pieces to put you back together again. But God, and I love love what you said, Josiah, that these pastors and those before us poured into us. That broken vessel through the Spirit and through those that we you know, we feed from, for their experiences and our own experiences, they pour into us. And where we were a broken and empty vessel, we are now a full vessel. And it's that Pentecostal in us that it is ordained, that we, we can't be selfish and hold that, what's poured into us to ourselves, but we got to continue on and in pouring into others because there are some hungry people, there are some desperate people out there that are in need of a desperate miracle, that are in need of a desperate experience of what Pentecost has for them. They just don't know about it yet. They have misunderstandings of it. They they don't comprehend what Pentecost truly is. And we're the key to them also Having that experience and having a life-changing experience for them to also spread to their friends, because if you invite one person to church that's your friend or someone that you know well enough, and they share that experience and that person shares an experience with someone else, that the growth of the church will astronomically multiply, but you're the key. Whoever's listening, you're the key for a move of God to happen in your church and in your community and in your state and in your country. And we can't get caught up, and I I mentioned it, that we can't get caught up on standard alone. Standard is good. Standard is, is, uh, you know, it's a conversation worth having with your pastor, but standard is not everything to the extent of how God moves. That if your church is full of just straight up people in standard Pentecostal, I'll guarantee you there's not a lot of growth happening in your church. Uh, Brother Stan Gleason wrote in his book Followed to, uh, uh or Yeah Follow to Lead. You know if your church or he wants to see a church that's full of people with tattoos, chain smokers, and alcoholics. And the reason for that is there's people that are desperate for an experience, desperate for a change, and it's going to impact them. And they're going to go to their friends that are chain smokers and addicts and uh, uh, alcoholics and share that gospel that's within them, share the spirit that's within them to them, and they will see a difference on their friends, and it will make an impact. That's what Pentecost is. Pentecost isn't just the stereotypical Pentecost is the experience and that Holy Spirit actions that we do and what we bring to the workplace, what we bring into our class or into the classrooms. It's those acts, those uh, starting P7s. It's that want to, that initiative. It's that wanting to spread. What, I mean, to share that good news that we have within us. That. That is being Pentecostal. That is doctrine. is sharing the love that God gave us, sharing the abilities God gave us. That is Pentecostalism.
0: That really is the key to Pentecostalism, right there.
1: It's not the look-at-me attitude. It's the... It's not the look-at-me attitude. It's the... I can see that you need something. Can I show you the way? In the Bible, it says Quilla and Priscilla showed the way more perfectly. Some people know that there is a God, but they don't know personally who he is. They don't have a prayer walk with him. They don't have a communication line with him. God will hear you no matter what. Uh, But is he talking back to you? Is he responding to you? He hears you. He said he would hear you. But is, are you, are you pr- steadfast? Are you fasting? Are you praying? Are you seeking his face where he may be found? These are all things that were required to do. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their evil ways, then they shall hear from heaven. I shall restore their lands. I will return to them the gears that the the locusts have spent. You may be one of these people. That say, I say I haven't lived for God very long. i haven't I haven't worked for God very long. Um, i'm I'm just one year old in the spirit, God. Their spiritual realm does not move like the physical realm. God says, in the end days, I'm going to make a quick work, and He's making a quick work right now. No matter, regardless of what you think, He's making a quick work. Somebody who's been in one year in Pentecost in the flesh, as their spirit is unto a fifteen-year-old, their spirit's unto a twenty-year-old in the, in in the spirit. They're they're unto great men and great women of valor.
2: Which. This, this is kind of deviating from the point, just, just a hair. But to those, especially our younger listeners, that, you know, if you're kind of disheartened or you're not comfortable by the fact of being a Pentecostal, because I know how the world is. I know how they judge us. I know how they look upon us. I know that they look at us like, you know, just silly, crazy people. But the fact is... They they make fun of us because they don't understand us. They've never experienced us. And don't lose your experience because they don't understand yours. Don't lose your faith. Stay steadfast. Keep praying. Keep seeking God. When you're at your lowest point, when you seem lost when when the when your world just seems like it's crumbling around you when nothing makes sense anymore when your friends turn their back on you when hope seems lost when you're at that desperate breaking point and just everything around you seems confusing because You know, people are people, and things are happening because life happens. Don't give up. Believe, because that's where the miraculous happens. That's where signs and wonders happen, is by continuing.
0: That slight deviation just feels like a perfect way to start drawing to a close. You know, keep holding on to the faith. Keep walking in the way that God has for us. No matter what's going on around you, hold on to the faith in God that we have. We'd like to thank you once again for listening to the Pentecostal Youth podcast. If you'd like to check us out, you can do so on Instagram at Pentecostal Youth, Facebook at PY Discord, or online at Pentecostalyouth.chat, where you can apply to join our Discord server.
2: Hello and welcome to the Pentecostal Youth Podcast, a podcast made for youth by youth. That's right. That's right, bro. I'm Chris. I'm Chris, and today I'm joined once again by Josiah, Hey, and Darren. I feel that we have an interesting episode for today in this topic of being a Pentecostal. And what does it mean? The modern Pentecostal movement as we know it today started in 1901, paving the road or oh, paving the way of what we know today.
1: Do you know the way?
2: <laughs> but, but what does it really mean to be a Pentecostal?
1: that's bloopers right there aye. Aye.